Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Brothers and sisters, today we want to talk about an important subject in Christianity. It has to do with forgiveness. And then we also talk about the enemy fatal. There's so much mention about enemy, enemy in Christendom today. From a biblical perspective, we want to examine what our reaction should be. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, this is what the Bible says. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God so loved us while we were yet sinners. We didn't deserve his mercy. We're not good. In fact, we're estranged from God. We're in darkness. And God is the light. We hated his ways. And we're enemies of God. Remember that. We were enemies of God. And then God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's wonderful. That's talking about the amazing love of God, the agape love of God. We didn't deserve it. When Lucifer rebelled against God, what happened? He was judged immediately and sentenced to the lake of fire though the implementation is yet to come but satan is already sentenced there was no provision whatsoever for him to be saved someday for everybody angels that sin with lucifer they also are under condemnation and god did not make any provision but as soon as man sinned God made a provision and that, that fulfillment came when Jesus Christ died for us on the cross of Calvary. It is awesome. That is love. So he first loved us. If you say, I'm a Christian today, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I love the Lord. He first loved you. While you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. So this is awesome and it's necessary for us to meditate upon this. The loving kindness of God. This scripture illustrates to us God's love for mankind. Even when you and I did not yet acknowledge Him as Lord and Savior, He made plans for our salvation. He did not just condemn and sentence us to hell. But He made provision for our redemption. Praise the Lord. If God says yes, who can say no? It is evident from the scripture that Satan, the devil, is the common enemy of God and his children. Lucifer became Satan when he fell from heaven to planet Earth. And he knew that his time is short now, so he's deceiving a lot of people. He wants people to go to hell with him. But that's not our portion. It's not the portion for our relations at all in the name of Jesus. 
God's verdict on Satan is irreversible. He cannot repent, but human beings can repent. For example, Apostle Paul was an enemy of Christians in his time. He was called Saul in the New Testament. He was persecuting brethren, arresting them. And we're too specifically when Stephen was being stoned to death, the first martyr, that he was there. This, with this understanding in mind, all human agents of the devil, enemies, all human agents of the devil, which we call enemies, presently are capable of knowing God through the instrumentality of loving and obedient Christians. What we are saying here is that Saul was an unbeliever, was a religious Jew, but he never knew the Lord. He was not born again. And he persecuted Christians. Well, I wouldn't know whether Christians prayed for him that time, but I know for sure that Christians, they were afraid of him. Such that after his conversion, people would say, ah, and then I said, is it not that Paul, that's that man? Ah, he has great, he has done great havoc to the church of God. Arresting Christian, persecuting him. He's our enemy. And God is saying, Ananias, go and minister to him, or that he, he should come so that you minister to him. So there was that controversy. There was that confusion in Christendom. Not many people wanted to associate with Paul. Even after his conversion, they were still afraid. I to tell you what God can do. So your enemy today can become a brother or sister tomorrow. Learn from the example of Paul. Want to also state that in the Old Testament, there was a lot of teaching about hatred for enemies. Today we are talking about the enemy fatal and forgiveness. That's the topic. The enemy fatal and forgiveness. In Deuteronomy 26, 23, verse 6. Let's read it. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 6. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 23, verses. It says, Thou shalt not seek their peace, nor their prosperity, all thy days forever. Talking about, about uh, the enemies. In the Old Testament, tit for tat. That was the teaching. If somebody hurt you, hurt the person. If somebody loved you, love the person. That was the ruling, the, the ruling in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the Lord came and revealed that old law of hating one's enemy. Hence he said, But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. 
This is Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. So in the New Testament, Jesus said we should love our enemies. Remember, Satan is the enemy of God and the enemy of Christians. But the ones we commonly focus on are human agents. Human beings that have yielded themselves to the devil as agents. Those are the ones we normally focus on and say, these are our enemies. Because that person hates me or he planned evil against me. Therefore, I will hate him. But Jesus said, no. Love your enemies. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Those that persecute us, we are to pray for their conversion. That is the spirit of the New Testament. Christ brought grace and truth through the gospel. And that's what we need to know. In the Old Testament, it was tit for tat. In the New Testament, is love those who don't love you. That's unconditional love. That's the God's kind of love that we should have in the New Testament. It's called agape love. Divine love. It is very different from the normal kind of love that we all know about. If you love me, I love you. If you hate me, I hate you. Many of us are still behaving like the Old Testament believers because they were under the law and the rule was that hate those who hate you love those who love you jesus christ has reversed it let us take particular note of that scripture we read in matthew 5 verse 44 there's also another scripture luke 6 27 Luke 6, verse 27. And this is what it says. 27 to 36. Please listen. Luke 6, 27. But I say unto you, which year, which year, love your enemies, do good to them, which hate you bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you verse 29 and unto him that smited thee on one cheek offer also the other and him that taketh away thy cloak forbid not to take thy coat also, verse 30, give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would have men to do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Verse 32, for if ye love them which love you, what Turn, have ye, for sinners also love those that love them. Yes, unbelievers, they do that. Verse 33. And if ye go, do good to them which do good to you, what turn have ye, for sinners also do even the same. Unbelievers, they do that. Verse 34. And if you lend to them out of whom you hope to receive, 
What thank have ye? For sinners also learn to sinners to receive as much again. Verse 35. But love ye your enemies. And do good. And lend hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. But be ye therefore merciful, as your heavenly Father is merciful. God is a merciful God. He wants us to have his own nature of being merciful. So let us be Christ-like and learn to love even our enemies by praying for them. The reason they do this is obvious in the scriptures. Because they do not know the Lord. Because the God of this world, small letter G, has blinded their eyes. There is a veil across their face that they cannot see the truth. That is why many people, you'll be preaching to them, be telling them about the love of God. They don't seem to understand. Until that veil is removed, they cannot really be saved. Let's check this one out. In 2 Corinthians 3 to 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 3 to 4. But if our gospel be he, it is he to them that are lost, of course. Verse 4. In whom the God of this world, small letter G, the God of this world, had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. It is because they are blinded. Brothers and sisters, we are talking about forgiveness and the enemy fatal. Thus far we have said that in the Old Testament, it was tit for tat. You do me something wrong, I do you something wrong too. You are kind to me, I'll be kind to you. But Jesus is challenging this in the New Testament. He said, no, it ought not to be so. Because unbelievers, they love those who love them. And they also hate those who hate them. So in what way are we different? Except your righteousness as that of the Pharisees, and this Christ, it shall in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus Christ say, says we should love even the unlovable. Pray for your enemy so that God will touch them. Your enemy of today can become a saint of God tomorrow. This concludes part one. Very soon we continue in part two, still talking about the enemy fatal and forgiveness. God bless you. Have a great day. Welcome back. This is part two of what I've called the enemy fatal and forgiveness. In part one, we saw that in the Old Testament, people were enjoined under the law to hate those who hated them and to love those who loved them. But in the New Testament, Jesus Christ, he, he, he reviewed this ruling, this law, the law of love. He changed it 
drastically. He said we should love our enemies. We should pray for them that despitefully use us and persecute us. This one looks too radical to the ordinary person, but we are not ordinary people. Children of God, we are to receive the word of God and believe it and obey it. Amen. Stephen, in Acts chapter 7, verse 60, we are told about what happened. Again, Stephen, an ordinary Christian like you and me, prayed for his enemies. Remember? He said that the Lord should forgive them and not lay any of these sins to their charge, those who were stoning him to death. And of course, the Lord Jesus Christ did the same thing. Say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. A Christian once said that in those days, they didn't know what they were doing. That's why Jesus said that. And that these days, people know what they are doing. I totally disagree with him because human beings have not changed. They remain the same. The sinners of those days, you know, they are, still sin they are still sinners today. They were sinners then and they are still sinners today. They hated Christ. They hated the gospel. They hate us today and they hate the gospel. Even just like Paul was called Saul, he hated the gospel. He hated the children of God. But when the Lord arrested him, he changed drastically. There must be a change in our lives. We shouldn't just profess we are Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. Your fruit, my fruit, should show that indeed we are new creatures. If any man be in Christ, a new creature. All things pass away. Behold, all things are become new. In Romans, Paul has this to say. Say, bless them which persecute you. Bless and cause not. Romans 12 verse 14. This is Apostle Paul saying this. All that we are say, we're saying in part one, Jesus Christ said it. Say we should love our enemy. Again, you can see it here. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto rod. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. That's Romans 12 from verse 14 to 19. You can read it on your own. This is what Apostle Paul said also. If thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. Enemy. We're talking about enemy. Wonderful. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing, Thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. That's verse 20 of Romans chapter 12. So it is wonderful. The love of God, what the love of God can do in our lives. That we should love the unlovable. Just like Jesus Christ loved his enemies. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15, it's written, See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves, that's among Christians, and to all men. 
In Proverbs 24, verse 17, this is what the Bible says. Rejoice not when thy enemy falleth, and let not thy heart be glad when he stumbleth. These appear to be harsh sins, but thanks be to God, who has given us the Holy Spirit, who has saved us. And now we are be made in the image of Christ, and we want to pursue Christ-likeness. We want to be Christ-like. We are waiting for the translation, the rapture. We have to endeavor to become Christ-like. By the power of the Holy Spirit, it is possible. They look hard to the ordinary man, but we are not ordinary people because we are supernatural. Jesus lives in us. We carry God. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 25, verse 21. This is even Old Testament. If thy enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. So, that's the book of Proverbs. We are still talking about the enemy factor and forgiveness. I've had to cite all these scriptures to let you know the New Testament teaching on relationship with enemies. The enemy of today, if well handled, becomes the Christian brother or sister of tomorrow. There are no, there are no doubts. Abundance of scriptures talking about wishing enemies evil or try killing of same in the Old Testament, especially in the book of Psalms. A lot of vindictive prayer. Strike down my enemy, all those who hate me, strike them down. In most prayer houses today, what do we find? Pray against enemy, enemy, my enemy die. Those who don't want my problem, let them all die. Let them all die. Fall down and die. That's the kind of prayer we are hearing today. But we're talking about the teaching of the New Testament. What Jesus Christ taught, what the apostles taught. That's what we are talking about today. Should we go back to the Old Testament and live like the people lived that time? They didn't have the Holy Spirit living in them. But right now, Holy Spirit is inside of us. In fact, in Philippians 2 verse 13, we are told that the Spirit of God helps us to desire to do what is right and helps us, gives us the power to do it. Philippians 2 verse 13. This is awesome. In the Old Testament, Holy Spirit will come upon people to do certain mighty works, but was not resident in them. In the New Testament, Jesus resides in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we are different. As Christians, our teachings should only be based on what Jesus and the apostles taught. Yes. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20 tells us that. Apostle Paul warned against the adulteration of the message he preached. Galatians 1, verse 6 to 9. Let's check that one out. Galatians chapter 1, from verse 6. Let's read. I marvel that ye are so removed, so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven,
preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. Let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I down again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. That is terrible curse on people who pervert the gospel. If Apostle Paul were alive today, he would marvel at the kind of prayer that Christians pray. So, let us have a change in our attitude towards our enemies. Love cover a multitude of sins. One thing about enemy, if you don't pray for them, God will judge them. That's why it says, vengeance belongs to the Lord. Vengeance. God himself will fight for you. You don't even have to pray, oh, enemy die, enemy die. God will certainly fight for you. Whosoever fights against you is fighting against God. And so is God's responsibility to fight against your enemies. But you see, the Lord has given you the mind to even pray for our enemies so that God will have mercy. Yes, so we should understand this one, that without you saying anything, God will judge your enemies. But the Lord said we should pray even for them so that they have mercy. God does not desire the death of any sinner, including your enemy. He wants them saved. I must say emphatically that the spirit of unforgiveness is what motivates people to wish enemies dead. Have you forgotten that you are a Christian today because Jesus Christ forgave and still forgives your sin? Mark eleven twenty six tells us that. Also, First John chapter one verse nine says, "But if you do, but if you do not forgive, neither which will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses." Even on daily basis, we come to God. Oh Lord, I've sinned against you today. In things I've uh, done, in things I failed to do, sins of commission, sins of omission, Lord, have mercy upon me. If you are sincere in that prayer to God, why can't you forgive those who have offended you? That is the issue. So we should be magnanimous in forgiving our enemies. Every day we ask God for forgiveness for all the things we have done against him. And he forgives us. So we should be magnanimous to even those who oppose us, who, who claim to be our enemies. Pray for them. God can touch them. Stop playing religion. Obey the Lord's command and be loving, cheering and caring. And be compassionate. Be a compassionate brother and sister. Have the make of compassion. Just like Jesus. God's word will never return to him void. Have the mind of Christ. Be Christ-like and let Satan be put to shame. I assure you, these your so-called enemy will someday become precious children of God. If you just obey the Lord and love them despite all that they have done to you. What I have shown you in this right in, in this in this uh, little presentation is a dispensational truth. We're in a new dispensation. The dispensation of the law stopped when grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Live and act with the revelation of God's word for the hour. Love, divine love, 
Agape love, unconditional love of God is what will rapture the bride. Please take note of that. Position yourself to fit into God's perfect will for you in this era and time of grace, of unmerited favor. Not only should you talk about God's grace towards you, God also expects you to show this grace toward others. Before I round up this session, I want to uh, tell you a story of two sisters. These two sisters, they were Christians and they were in the church. They never sat together. But one day it appeared the church was full and accidentally one of the sisters sat close to the other one. She was shocked and she felt very uncomfortable. The pastor noticed what was happening and the pastor said, Openly to them that look today, we want to know if you are a Christian, let us know you are a Christian. If you are non believer, let us know you are non believer. So, as soon as the pastor said that one, the spirit of conviction just came upon the two sisters. Oh, they were trying to hug one another, say, Please forgive me, please forgive me, please. Is the other one sister will say, please forgive me. The other sister said, no, I'm the one. I'm the one. You forgive me. You forgive me. I'm the one that is wrong. The other one said, no, I'm the one that is wrong. I'm the one that is wrong. So they kept on saying that. And after some time, two tangible miracles happened. One of the sisters had been praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Had asked men of God to pray for her for a long, long time. And no results. But immediately that reconciliation took place. She burst into tongues, received the Holy Ghost. And the other sister had one problem for which she had been praying too. Pastor had prayed for her. She had gone from place to place to seek remedy, but no solution. There was a goiter, a swelling of her neck, and that's what she had been praying for. Miraculously, that same moment she reconciled with this other sister, that's when her miracle came. Her miracle came and the goiter was healed, vanished completely. Can you see what forgiveness can do? And what unforgiveness can do? Unforgiveness hinder prayers. There are some prayers you have been praying, possibly because there is unforgiveness. Please have a change of heart. Forgive people. Discharge them. When you have enemies, you cannot relate to them. You are actually the one hurting yourself. You are not at ease when you see your enemy. Unquote. Satan is our enemy. Demons, fallen angels, these are the enemies we ought to be addressing. Not human agents. We do not fight against flesh and blood, but against powers, against principality, against, against no powers of darkness in high places. These are the real enemies we ought to be addressing in the New Testament era because of what Christ has done for us. So by the force of spiritual arms, we overcome the force of darkness. We cast out devils in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Human agents, these are just people who are taken captive by the devil. You know, they are we, especially unbelievers, and they hate us. You hate them? No. How can you then witness to them? 
You have a neighbor you don't you are not on talking terms because of hatred. How can you witness to them? How can you be light to them? These are the issues we are talking about. May the Lord help us to have a change of heart and attitude. We need to love one another and also love people who have not known the Lord. So that through the love of God in our heart, they can be saved. This is God's will for you and for me. We just need radical change in our attitude. May the Lord help you. May the Lord help me. So examine yourself and see whether there be enemies that you are keeping right now. Could be a relation. Some people, they are enemies to their children. Some people, they are enemies to their brothers. Okay, just one more testimony. Yes. Now, there's a particular sister who was not in talking test with the brother. And the brother was far away. Long time ago, this happened. And they were not on talking test for many years. Many, many years. But this sister one day heard a message on forgiveness. Just as you are hearing now. She decided, oh, so I have been the one at four. I'm, I'm supposed to be the light. That my brother, I don't talk to him. She decided to speak to that, the, to the brother. And ask for pardon and forgiveness. That is what I expect that should happen in you. How many enemies do you have? I don't mean human enemies. You have Satan as your enemy, your arch enemy, and also the enemy of God, demons and folly angels. Please, let, let's learn to treat our human enemies as potential born-again Christians. Let's show them love. Let's minister to them. Let's relate to them as much as lies within us to live peaceably with all men, you know, and to have a conscience void of offense towards God and towards men. May the Lord help us in this um, responsibility in Jesus' name. So this brings us to the end of uh, this treatment. The enemy fatal and forgiveness. By the power of the Holy Spirit, it is possible to love our enemy. Just like Jesus did and just like Stephen did. Shalom. God bless you. I love you.